If you are God, show your face, he said as he stood at the bedside of his dying wife. If you are truly who you say you are, if you are saving God, the God who cares about his people, show your face. He sobbed and screamed at God that night as his wife laid on the hospital bed. Her skin was far more yellow than I have ever seen skin to be before. She was completely out of it. I'm not sure if comatose is the right word, but she was certainly dying. Not because she wanted to, but because her body was simply done. There wasn't much life in the room that night. And as I walked out of the room to see about another page I had received... I can remember feeling like the halls of the hospital were that of like a lonely grief walk. Nothing much good happens in the middle of the night in the hospital. And I found this out all too well as I served as a chaplain during one summer as part of my seminary coursework. It's quiet and still, and yet so very noisy. Noisy with tears and heartache. There aren't new baby flowers and balloons being delivered. Visitors aren't coming and going as they usually appear during the day. It's a different kind of noise at night. If you are God, show your face. Do something. His screams echoed in the back of my mind all throughout that night. In our gospel reading, we hear about Jesus being questioned in a public trial-like setting. The question they pose to Jesus is similar to the trials we heard about with Jesus being questioned before Pilate prior to his crucifixion. Do you claim to be the Messiah or not? They say to Jesus and John, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus never gives the basic, direct answer that they are hoping for, and we see the tables being turned. Jesus says to those questioning him, You do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. But he doesn't leave it at that. Jesus goes on, and his final words are, The Father and I are one. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is equal to God in his power over death, both his own death and that of his followers. Eternal life is a gift of God, and here it is Jesus who presents it to his followers, clearly underscoring his identity and unity with God, showing his face. We've all been there. We've all wondered where God was or even is. We have our own personal stories of questioning and wondering, is God a saving God? Does God care about me and my life? Am I one of the sheep that Jesus is talking about? Do I count and matter to the creator of the universe? In a world where we often don't feel like we count and matter, where the noise of culture and media takes over, where we are taught from a very early age that we must fit a mold in order to mean something and to be valued, 
it's easy to wonder, am I one of them? One of the sheep that is known by Jesus? Jesus says, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus isn't talking here about the basic questioning like the man in the hospital room or the doubts that fill our minds when our lives seem to be falling apart. Jesus isn't talking about the faithful questions and wondering together as a community about who this God is and where God is in everything around us. The people that were questioning Jesus here and before Pilate, they were trying to trick him up. They were trying to prove him wrong. They were trying to find a loophole because he was countercultural and it went against all of their powerful schemes. They weren't all faithful questions about who this God was and what he was up to. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. There's an assumption in there. Something being said without words, and that is that God is constantly talking to us. God's voice is always there. We're in relationship with God, where we are being spoken to, even if we don't seem to hear. God is still speaking to each one of us. Jesus says, I know them, and they follow me. Jesus knows each one of us. Jesus has claimed us all in baptism, but God knows all of God's creation. We are known, and Jesus says we follow. Follow him with our lives. Follow and hear the voice of God guiding and directing us through the ups and downs and the ins and outs of life. We hear, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. You and I, we don't give eternal life. We don't have the power to give that gift or to even say who does and who does not receive the gift. But we are told that Jesus does. Jesus, who we are in relationship with, who speaks to us, who we belong to, who knows us, and who we follow. We don't know who is not included, but we do hear that it is God's doing. It is God who does the giving. And then we hear what for me is one of the most powerful verses. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Sometimes it feels like we are being snatched. Our families and our friends, our loved ones are being snatched. Our country and countries all around the whole world sometimes look and feel like we are being snatched away from God, away from good and into the bad. When depression, loneliness, isolation, mental illness, when they all set in, It feels like it's taking us away from anything positive. When we watch our kids or those we know and love battle with addictions and abusive relationships, it seems like they are being taken away from anything remotely good. When we watch the news and hear about school shootings, when we see that it's been over four years and there are over 3,000 Americans dead from the war with no hope in sight, It doesn't take much to feel snatched, taken away from anything good. 
It looks, it can feel like evil is winning if this is a game of good against evil. It can feel like we are on the losing team. But we hear from God. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else. And no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. There are no ifs, ands, or buts here. Yes, it might feel very, very bad, and it might look very, very dark. It might look like evil is winning, but God has spoken. And yes, it's easy to doubt, but we gather as a community and we hear God speaking to us. Looks can be deceiving. It looked like Jesus had been killed. It looked like death had won. It may have even felt to the disciples that God had let them down. But God wasn't done acting just yet. Easter morning came and death did not win. And Easter morning comes for each one of us in our own lives. God is, in fact, acting in, with, and through each one of us. And God will not let his creation out of his hand. God is not done acting. God continues to show God's face to each one of us, encountering us by those around us. And God encounters others through my actions and my words and through all of your words and all of your actions every single day. When we gather around the table for Holy Communion, God shows his face. When we read and hear scripture, God shows his face. When we receive a call from a friend at just the right time, God shows his face. When the calm sets in and you sense a glimmer of hope in the face of what everyone else and all you can think of is hopelessness, God shows his face. When congregations join together and partner with the community around them, providing food and finances and prayer, God is showing his face. God is not absent, regardless of how we feel, regardless of how it might look. God is not absent from our lives, for God knows us, God speaks to us, and we are free to follow. But no matter what, we have been given the gift of eternal life. You and I and all of those in the world around us, all of creation will never perish. For sin, death, and the devil have been overcome. God is, in fact, doing something. We can follow and we can listen for God's voice in our lives. For nothing can snatch us out of his hand. Thanks be to God. Amen.